Uh, Dennis, how are you doing? Better. Better. <laughs> yeah, not better. As, better not, than I was five minutes ago before half half happy hour. I'll tell you that much. Not as happy Thank as Michael. God we're here. Not as happy as Michael Flynn, that's for sure. What did you get pardoned? Yeah. Full pardon. Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. Yeah, thirty minutes ago. Of course. Trump's gotta try to pardon himself. Yeah. Whatever I did, whatever I didn't do. And for whatever anybody in my family did or whatever they didn't do. <laughs> yeah. There's the obvious joke of yesterday he pardoned a, a turkey. <laughs> yeah. Did you see his clip from last year, from two, last Thanksgiving? When he, he was pretty funny. And it's there's a side of Trump that actually this video that you sent me of his highlights of his presidency where it's quite... I sent you a video? It makes you want to dance and laugh at the same time. Oh. It shows the side of Trump that's actually funny. When he's on stage and he's grooving with his fucking crowd right. and he does start dancing, which I've seen him do, he's the happiest man on earth. He's... And I don't know if you ever took the time to look at the link. I think I sent it to you of the, the president's roast where Hillary Clinton was making terrible jokes about him. Yeah, you and mentioned he it. Laughed and laughed. And uh, it's too bad that he never let anybody ever appreciate that because I, I don't have anything positive to say about the guy other than that. And that's a more recent conclusion now that he's gone and he's just going to be another motherfucking hack on the fucking Internet. I haven't been watching. I, I did not actually go and find that video that you mentioned about Hillary roasting him and him laughing. But it's, it's and it, it takes a while to look at it. It's and the fact is it's hard to watch because she's just not funny. Right. She's that's just for awesome, sure. not funny. She is the epitome of not funny. Um, she has there's no charisma. No idea. She reminds me of the fucking guy who was Robin Williams' boss on Good Morning Vietnam. Right. Who who has who played Frenchie? <laughs> hello, Frenchie. Oh, hello. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm a doing I'm a doing well in the water, sir. And he thought it was so funny, and that's what it reminds me of. No, but you you say that there's a video of Trump laughing. I've never once seen, I've seen him smirk. No, this is laughing. But I've man. never seen actual this, joy. I, I I think that you'll see in this, if you take the time to look at it, All right, I'll that do the you work will see him actually being mirthful and taking these things in in, in stride. But here's the, run, the, here's the reason why. She wasn't funny and nobody thought so. All he had to do was sit there and let her destroy her own uh, platform because she was so fucking awful. It's it. it, it That's probably it, what he really it, thought was funny. Yeah. Right. Whatever was funny, he was he was. I thought he was laughing. It's the mm -hmm. only time I've ever seen him laugh. And Ivanka was looking for signals. Not Ivanka. He's fucking millennia. Millennia. Hey, hey, hey. I saw his turkey pardon video yesterday, where. He was like, and, and now with the tradition, we're going to pardon these turkeys. These are some lucky turkeys. And he said, and he could not stop himself from saying, and, you know, it's been a, it's been a great year. The Dow just reached 30,000 yeah. for the first time ever. Every single thing that he did yesterday, he had to mention that to the cameras. But anyway, he so he pardoned the, the turkeys. Their names were Corn and Cobb or something. But, but with that, I went back and watched some of Obama's turkey pardoning. Uh-huh. And holy shit, was he funny. It was just dad joke after dad joke. Uh, from him. From him. And yeah. the very last one that he did, he said, this is going to be my last turkey pardon. My daughters refuse to be here this year. And in the previous ones, he has his daughters there standing next to him. And he says, they don't want to be here. They're here because they know that it makes me happy that they're here. <laughs> but he just told the 
just oh, the, for that, for, yeah. the lamest turkey pardoning jokes possible, which well, was, is, is adorable. Like, I so, adore that about him. So what's funny is, is looking at Trump's from last year or the year before, where he goes into this funny thing. And it's another example of him actually being a little funny. And that's an, a good reason to see it in and of itself connected to our commentary a few moments ago. But as he's, as he's, as he's saying this, and he says, and there were this thing, there was this almost like this trial, and he was found, and he will not, and the turkey will not concede, and I have bad news for you, it didn't come up good for you. And then the punchline on MSNBC is Ari Melber looking at the camera and saying, so who's the turkey after all? Right. It's, it's really good. And the, it's having the Ari clip it, it, instead of just the Trump clip, but either one, you could imagine. But he's in, and the, who was it, Jim Acosta from News uh, at, MS, or at the CNN? He says, listen, after January 20th, he's just going to be another internet lunatic. Yeah, I heard that. So. Except that's what he was before. He was just another internet lunatic. Except this platform has changed dramatically, and we can't. You sent me the Ed Norton link. I think we talked about it last time. No, and we did it yet. Last time. Oh, since I, I sent you an article about what you sent me, right. which went into other depth because I really didn't. I thought it was the Ed Norton actor, but I really had to check because I, I didn't know. And you told me about a check mark that I've never. It fucking beats me. I don't know what you mean by a blue check. What does that mean? In the tweet, for, or it wasn't a tweet. It was a. What was it? Well, there's some blue people that come from the Czech Republic. And they validate all of the people on Twitter, and they, and you get what's called a blue check. No, it, it's Twitter does this thing where they Some shit that I'll believe. I'll say, oh wow, man, really? The checks? Yeah, the blue checks. Wow. It, it's the it's a tribe of, of Smurfs from the Czech Republic. They so Twitter at some point went about verifying the identities of some number of well-known Twitter users. They, they really went for journalists and politicians first, but it's seen as this badge of honor on Twitter if you have this checkmark. Historically, it was blue, but I use Twitter in dark mode, so mine are white. It's, uh, it, kind of, it kind of dates people listening? No, it connotates that Twitter reached out to verify that, you, that the person you are claiming to be, you really you are. You are, because right. who you're claiming to be is somebody special. They don't run it from Joe, Bill, and Charlie. They run it when your name is Edward Norton, which there are right. thousands of Edward Nortons in the U.S. Sure. And, of course, you'd have to be super lame to not actually have your name as your Twitter account and have to be, like, real somebody-somebody. That would just be... Uh, <laughs> like, no, this is, this, is really, this is real Dennis, because... You know. Well, and shown from the tapes you talked about it that we both heard is the voice... record. What do you call it? Uh, when the, the computer does the... Yes. The, um, what? Deep fakes is the term for when they do oral the deep fakes. Hmm? No, no, not the video, just the oral part of it. Yeah, when uh, the guy interviews himself, and his second self is the computer. What's uh, that yeah. called? Video? Yeah, you uh, mentioned audio. It's a computer-generated voice, whatever. Okay, okay, we'll leave it at that. It's very. But yeah, I so maybe there's so a on, term of art. So on Twitter, and a couple years back, Twitter announced, "Hey, anyone that wants to get a check mark, which is." everyone basically that is representing themselves you can apply and we will go through and see if you have a certain number of followers we might care to check out who you are or if uh, not. Uh -huh. but a different color check mark so the idea and they really should invest money and time into this program of is is this a human using this account 
because so much of Twitter is just bots these days. You can write a program, and I have a I have a bot that I follow called Year Progress, and it tweets out a sort of a an ASCII drawing of a status bar of a, of a progress meter that fills up, and every time the percentage changes of what percentage done with this current year we are, it, it, it tweets that out. Hmm. So like this morning, it tweeted we are 90% done with this year. And then in four days or three and a half days or whatever, it's going to tweet. So know, it's like a giant more. clock. And, yeah. But it's just a silly sort of thing that that it's nice to be reminded of, oh, we're only a quarter of the way through this year. or, or hey, we'll with this year. do that and then connect that to, on this day, the national debt. Oh, group, there are all kinds of all sorts of things, like, things that. like that. There, For sure, there are bots that will tweet out like on this day in history, et cetera. Or right. I'm sure there's a bot that will tweet right. out the current number of COVID cases. I got to tell you about a little fun I did last night when I watched Havana with Robert Redford and Lena Olin and uh, an outstanding performance by Alan Arkin and a turn by Raul Julia, who later became famous, of course, for his amazing skills with the monsters. And as I've, and it was a good movie, I like to talk about it a little bit. Lena Olin is just astounding. Robert Redford's at his best. It's the seventh and final movie that Redford did with Sidney Pollock after Out of Africa, mm-hmm. which was an enormous success. And this is, I found out later, was a flop. But anyway, I liked it because it was about poker. This guy, Robert Redford's character, Wow, is, uh, is just a poker player. Mm-hmm. And he's in Cuba and he's getting big games and this and that. Those, those are fun it. movies. I, I love it, it, gambling it, movies. And I enjoyed it because I like him. I love her. I've been seeing her. She most recently was in the, in the the Jesus movie. They call me Jesus. The, the Jesus, the the the, the quasi follow through with with the dude, and uh, the bowler, yeah, who's um, uh, played by John Turturro, no. who licks his bowling yeah, ball, yeah, yeah. and his name is a Jesus. Yes, <laughs> he's got the longest tongue. He's in prison. Blah blah blah. I don't know where I was going with that. I lost track. Hey man, what are you drinking tonight? No, I... here. Look like a look like a little mixture. Guys, maybe looking for an umbrella or something. What do you got? I'm starting with a little bit of uh, red wine in a Batman glass. Oh, that's what it was. Because that's how cool I am. That's the red first. Wine. I've told you that's the first song I danced to when I was in high school, and my friend who played the trick on me to to make sure that I look like the world's biggest idiot said that the, I said well, you gotta help hard. me know how to dance. And we were out in the shed up in the behind our house where this there was just an old shed and had the music on. Batman was playing on what a radio or whatever, and he showed me how I needed to dance at the dance. Yes. My first dance. I'm a freshman. Please describe this school. in detail. I have. Already? No, please, please do it now. So it's Batman. So he says, when you start to dance, put each of your hands down the front of your pants because you you had on pants a belt and a tucked in shirt and put your hands in front of your pants and dance that way and it'll be really cool now so you gotta Wait, imagine in front of your pants your po- or down your, your pants. hands aren't in your pockets they're tucked down in your belt but they're tucked down at about the knuckle level the big knuckle level so you're dancing so we go to the dance so, so you're not doing the full giuliani what in God's name is? Go to the dance, 
Nobody wants to dance at these dances. I'm a freshman. There's a girl I like. I ask her to dance. When Batman comes on, I take her out there, and I start doing that dance with my hands in front of my pants, and there wasn't a person in the place that didn't look at me and said, what in the fuck is that kid doing that, that skinny Five foot two, ninety eight pound He's got his hands. It's right as you said. Did I do a Giuliani? Oh no, I didn't go quite that deep as the as the Netflix shows. But oh my God! So that was okay. Uh, so uh, let me uh, unpack this a little bit. The Batman theme was a thing that people thought should be danced to. Oh yeah. Okay. At least me and this girl I asked to dance did. It was played at a dance. Well, and of course, it's these dancers who would dance, but right. anyway. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I can't. The thing is, I have this this little video in my head of my younger self. So, and I look, I show you a picture from my yearbook. I'll take a snapshot and I have to send it to you because I'm, I look like I'm 11 years old. I'm really little. Yeah, we mentioned that. An episode ago, brown hair. When you tried to kill oh my god, and there I am out there with my hands down my pants, dancing like some fucking cat from fucking outer space. I'm certainly embarrassing my date. Oh lord, how do we? She wasn't fucking... your date. She, you just no, no, no. That's presumptuous. Yes, my dancing but part. I re- good on her. Remember who it was? I remember who it was. It was Sue Burkhart. She's Sue listening. Burkhart. A big shout out. Big shout Sue, out. Sue, sure. are. Dennis apologizes. And how my legs must have been moving with my my X15 shoes, which you laced on the side. Yes, they were cool, black, silver, silver, uh, silver things that you laced on to silver rivets. So rather than side of your shoe, Batman, you were hand pants. And so, fast forward that to playing at a gig here, not too terribly long, obviously before COVID. Where the piano player that you have mentioned, I believe, when he, when he played, he wasn't playing Batman. He was playing. Oh God, oh I remember it. But it's where did John Belushi hang out? Oh God, I'll have to flash Blues, it. Blues Brothers. I, just, I saw a Belushi documentary, by the way. It's it's enough to just mesmerize you for the entire every second of it. Yeah, it's and it's joyful and interesting. And but the entire thing is sad. It's yeah. never not sad. We talked a little bit last episode, I think, about Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like he and Belushi had a, a similar arc through life. Yes, as it turns out. Exactly right. But, and Go ahead. No, I wanted to go back to, to dancing awkwardness. When I was going to dances in high school, they would, for some reason, they would put on Stairway to Heaven. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so Stairway to Heaven, it starts off, and you're like, oh, this is a slow dance song. You go, uh-huh. and you're rocking uh-huh. with a girl. And then what? And then it just fucking goes wild, because Stairway to Heaven has one of the right. greatest rock solos of all time. And then it's super awkward, because you're like, okay, oh, wow. I guess we have to step away from each other now and sort of group uh-huh. or, or whatever. Sw- it's so undanceable. Oh, I don't. That's I, I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I, don't, I don't agree. I, I could don't. dance, too. Uh, I could dance. But yeah, I would. And you know what? I would stick my hand out my pants. Yes, you would. And I would move my feet slowly while while flapping my arms. You know, some might say similar to a goose, <laughs> losing its grip on a goose shit slippery hunk of fucking grass in front of a pond. That's a stairway. A, that's a stairway down. A stairway. <laughs> uh, it could be a Paul. It could be a stairway Neil Simon uh, play. Yeah. Just go from there. Well, I, I did want to, to briefly name check a another podcast that I heard recently. 
there's a podcast called Strong Songs, where they it's just one guy and he's clearly super musical, and but he goes and he takes a particular song and he dissects every single part of it. And he talks about how here they're doing this chord progression and then they advance to this other chord progression and then they change the tempo and this happens and then with a the bridge and then they come back to the original thing. Wow, and what an instruction. It's super interesting. And he does this thing where he will recreate on a piano himself the chords and and then be like, see if you can hear where where Ringo is playing the hi-hat on the far right channel and also Paul is on the far left channel changing his bass line every single time. Anyway, stuff like that. It's, I love it. There will be links in the show notes. Are you learning? You learning that? No, is that but, your... but it's I'm learning a, to appreciate the, the song. Not as much as I would like. But anyway, they, there's an episode that I'm linked to about Stairway to Heaven, where he talks about how it begins as this very almost uh, medieval sounding thing with the recorders and, and things. Angelic. And, angelic, and how it satisfyingly devolves into a much simpler thing at the end where they're just jamming out and it's, well, it's an emotional it's an emotional journey to right. a pinnacle and robert plant at, at his most powerful was so absolutely mesmerizing and talented and back in the day when i saw those fellows playing and, and i'm sure i've mentioned this too where they brought out literally folding chairs and put three folding chairs out in front robert plant brought out his harmonica and Jimmy Page on his folk guitar and oh. the bass player and did uh, blues, just blues. Yeah. And you could hear a pin drop. You could wow. hear a pin drop. And it's, and so that's, there's, I, so they were, at, and I don't know, they were the fucking best. Yeah. I went through a phase in my teenage years where I listened to a whole bunch of Led Zeppelin. But just a week or two ago, I decided. Like when I'm working, I will often have on like a classic rock radio or singer songwriter radio or something just from Apple Music. And uh, a couple uh, like a couple weeks ago, I was just really enjoying some Led Zeppelin out of the classic rock uh, radio. And and I decided, look, I'm going to go and listen to their whole discography, starting from one all the way through Houses of the Holy or whatever their final one was. And and it's it, their debut album must. Be one of the best debut albums like it's yeah. just so Powerful. fucking good so far and so proud and, and, and they, they, it was the epitome of the super group and they put what's well, not a super group they just found each other in birmingham england it's not they're not a super group in so much as they were somebody and then they came together like the traveling traveling mulberries or whatever they just oh, i say what you're saying right yeah. that's the definition of a super group but uh they in 10 months in 1969 they released their first album and then their second album and I, I shared somewhere, I think on Facebook, I said, I would love, like, the summer of 69 ha- is famous for lots of things like Woodstock and the moon landing and all those things. But if I could travel back and be a fly on the wall, I think watching Led Zeppelin create, go from the first album to the second album would be super fascinating. Yeah. Way more than watching the Beatles make Abbey Road or whatever they were up to. At that yeah, point. The Beatles were was, already corrupted at that yeah. point. They look cheesy and, and buy things. There's this video that I uh, I was surprised that I watched it twice because I don't like Paul McCartney's cutesy shit. Um, and I particularly don't like him after I seen him on Saturday Night Live where he wasn't funny. He just seemed aloof. And I don't know. He's, and then the shit that you hear at Abbey Road when he's trying to correct George Harrison and Harrison is saying, do you want to just play this? 
you want to just play it? And he's just they were super toxic at that point. Liz you know. Harrison would never have deigned to told anybody else in that band what the fuck they should do. Lennon didn't fucking do that. And we've been at any rate. There's this video that just came. I don't know why. I guess I'm, I'm hooked up to it. It's got it's old. He's young and cutesy, and he's got this pop song. And everybody in the background. There's four horn players. They're all him, dressed up. The drummer is him, and he, with a beard. And he keeps looking at the camera, being cutesy. And then Linda. McCartney is in it as herself and then over there's other singers who are her dressed as, as men or whatever and that's the whole video and I was interested because I watched it twice because it seemed to capture for me everything I didn't like about him but here's the thing he was at his cutest he was at his absolute cutest which is the, the, the one reason but anyway it's just a little opining yeah the one of the other Strong Songs episodes that I heard recently was about the Beatles the only Beatles song I think he's ever done is a day in the life. This this strong songs podcast did oh yeah yeah didn't dive into the Beatles a day in the life yeah. you know yeah. about the, yeah. the guy that's sitting in his car and wants to shoot himself because he's in traffic and then it switches over to I woke up got out of bed rushed to home yeah yeah, yeah apparently those were two separate songs that John and Paul were working on and they decided to put them together with this crazy orchestra yeah, uh, range yeah. between between the segments. Which was backwards, an orchestra playing backwards. I don't know how... Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but it's certainly... Like, this guy... Da, 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 da. Anyway, it's... They were pretty do, 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 do. So I told you about the local band in Keizu that is uh, two bands. What's up two in Keizu? Two bands. And I'll recall, and we can link their names, but the two bands joined forces, so there's 16 musicians... Each of them is multi-dimensional, sings two, three instruments, and they rec- recreate note by note Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. You have mentioned this before. Without, and it was awesome. without ever missing a beat, down to the bells. And I sang for the entire, I never stopped singing, as did hundreds of people, just out, out, yeah. outside, and, and it was so wonderful. Everybody singing, every not everybody, but lots of people singing, lots of people dancing as they're singing, lots of people dancing who weren't singing, and a couple of people thinking they were more like monkeys hanging from a tree, mm-hmm. and that was interesting. But uh, what? What? Some people thought they were monkeys hanging from a tree mm-hmm. while singing Sergeant Pepper's. Yes. Pepper's a lot lonely. of monkey wannabes in this country. It's time you woke up to that. Others are frightened. I'm not frightened. You know what it does? It gives me courage because I know that we are bound for conflict with the monkey people. You're you're ready to be the monkey you always knew you could be. Well, if not the father of the movement, the uncle. The father of the movement? I kind of like to think of myself as the monkey's uncle. Ah, oh, all right. That makes sense. Oh. Hmm. oh. So what did you think about the Greg Norman flap? Did you see this? So Greg Norman has been pushing this workout and dietary thing that he's been doing, and he's pushing a company, and he looks fucking great, man. He's like pushing. He's older than I am. I think he's 67, uh, something like that, and he looks great. He's got cut abs, and he's walking his dog, and he's got on this flimsy boxer like bathing suit, and it shows his what appears to be enormous dick, and people's response to it are like, one guy named it Man, Dog, and Stick. It's and it's created this huge controversy. It is so funny. Oh God. 
And I then he had to, like, it. explain it. It is whatever. He's, he wants to show you not only his abs, but he wants to show you his big dick. He's proud of it. If I had a dick that big, I'd be proud of it, too. Don't, don't question his motives. It's, a, it's, it's perfectly fine. It's a shark How fin. How dare you? Oh, did you find it? Did you see it? I have not yet. I definitely see oh, that he is looking marvelous. But most of the links that I find are like to YouTube so, videos. So another minute on Trump. And it's to the point where he's so comical. There's a clip, we've both seen it, where after he comes out in an impromptu, not on his schedule, we're going to have a press conference. Everybody rushes to the room. He comes out, he stays 64 seconds and says the stock market hurt 30,000, blah, blah, blah. That's a magic number. Of course, not understanding that it's because Biden finally was allowed transition dollars from GSA, which is a story in and of itself relative to Trump, and that his selections for international representation in the United States are so sound, mm -hmm. and Treasury with Yeltsin is so sound, that the stock market went crazy because of Biden. And Trump walks out and wants to take credit, and then they're all screaming questions at him as he walks away, and while the camera's on, Jim Acosta from MSNBC says, that was some weird-ass shit. I did see that. Yes. That is, and he's he's not saying that it was him. But when you see the recording of it, you can see him saying it. It's <laughs> it's got him with the hand motion going. Oh, that was weird as shit. Oh, I love him. But how? He's a moron when it comes. How to crazy stuff. is it that the White House press board, court, that's the word. How crazy is is it that they are still able to be surprised by? <laughs> it's. Oh, it's like, hey, so what was the what was the Trump meme that oh, did you see that I sent it to of a turkey? You did with a wig on. That was good. I thought I got an email from Dennis saying Happy Thanksgiving in the title, and I was like, Oh, Dennis loves me. And then it was this scary turkey with a wig on it saying, I'm gonna make Thanksgiving great again. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> There's a brother sent me a video clip you can find easy enough where I think it's friends, I believe, and one of the characters, I don't know who, puts a turkey on his or her head. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a classic friends episode, yeah. Who is the who's got the turkey on the head? It absolutely must be Joey. There's no way it's not Joey. I thought it was a woman. Anyway, it's very funny. That's very funny. Yeah, that's oh yes. It is Monica. Ah. No, and then another one. Joey is also has one. Who else has done the turkey on the head thing? Is Mr. Bean? Come I can imagine. He's funny. And He's funny. The, the crazy. So Mr. Bean is a. It's a. There's a niche audience there. I I can see how some people are like, this is this is just stupid funny. But it also to me it certainly tickles a sort of childhood silly physical comedy uh, bit that I, I, I'm incapable of enjoying Mr. Bean. I was introduced to him when I was quite young, and I continue to see his appeal. But the, the, the wild thing about Mr. Bean is that because there's almost no dialogue, like he's always, whenever he has to say something, he's like, they, because there's no dialogue really in the whole thing, it's all just physical comedy. It's, it was able to be transmitted to many different countries. Like relatively cheaply, yes, right. So there wasn't so the, Lewis. We, have, we don't have to overdub this to send it to Ghana or whatever. And, Physical comedy, and as such, Rowan Atkinson says that he has been like 
in deep Mongolia or something, and people will, will look at him and be like, "Hey, Mr. B." Uh, his video is so transmittable right, and right, the comedy right. is so just Trans- base trans- human right. to a human level of comedy right. that we can all understand and that's the universality of Charlie Chaplin right you know beginning with that obviously but these other physical comics I mean Farley and Belushi Belushi's uh, Samurai Warrior at the deli <laughs> that he does where they order the the food and he gets the sandwich and he whips out his sword Hi-ya! and cuts it. There's a clip with different act, different actors doing that with him that are very very funny. But that's there's no language barrier there. That's another. Right. It's just purely physical. Right. Purely physical. There isn't a country in the world, a person in the world who doesn't understand what's going on with that. Right. And you know, and I got some action here, man. That's the second They're coming for you. cop car that's going by. Drunk driving, man. It's Wednesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hey, I'm thankful for the podcast, bro. Yeah, it's man. Been, this is our second Thanksgiving together. It is. It is. I think last year you like had family over and you skipped this week. But, I might have. But not this year. I, no. Well, we're, we're following the rules. We're not doing anything more than five of us and sharing food and delivering food. And mm-hmm. I have my son after Thanksgiving and my daughter and her two kids. So I went over and held my second grandchild this, today for an hour. And Wait, rocked her to sleep. And second it was a second grandkid is the is from the same daughter. Yes, huh. yes, and named after my mother, whose picture I'm gazing at now, hugging two of my children. But it's just such a wonderful thing to bask in that uh, closeness as as the holiday gets here, and you just say, you know, busy, 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 busy. Well, slow down. Not, not, yeah, slow down. But just just this, just this, just yeah. just do this. Be in the present. So I'm going to go over and hold. So she has so many names, and I have a song about all of her names that I sing to her that's funny. And I'm trying to, I spend so many hours holding her that I certainly could perfect a song over the course of it. But because she's got uh, three names plus nicknames, she's got seven or eight different nicknames. And so there's obviously some fun there. But it's nice. It's nice in this terrible pandemic which is just fucking worse than it ever was and being transitioned but the unbelievable news of vaccine after vaccine and finally biden is now taking over the reins and it's happening and trump finally has got down to the last message he'll have that won't change is that i see it's gonna happen but i'm not gonna concede Mm -hmm. he's done all he's gonna do he's and he now has done G- and so the funny thing that I got this kick out of just so classic Trump where the GSA person puts out a communication that says under no pressure whatsoever from any party affiliation I myself am satisfied after of course the Pennsylvania Supreme Court failed to have because of two fucking votes that are questionable 1.5 million Pennsylvania voters disenfranchised of course they wouldn't let that happen and so she says this and puts out this communication before, not within 30 seconds, a minute or two. You could look at the time frame. Trump sends out a message that to make, to contradict her and to lie about it, he says, yes, this is the thing I've decided to do. No, you didn't. You didn't decide to do this. You came in 30 seconds after the fact, and there's nothing you can do about it. You, you got one of your fucking nuts cut off, and the other one is in the fucking vice fucking loser shit okay let's talk about something else
this weekend I showed my kids a movie that it was my wife's idea, but I kind of remember, remembered it. Do you remember a movie from the 1980s called The Neverending Story? I remember the title. I don't particularly remember the movie. I think I remember the book. There was a book first. It's I remember the the movie as just being this fanciful, fantasyful romp into weirdness. But it so we watched it, and man, the people talk so slowly. <laughs> it's as if it's as if they are like. It's the way I speak to someone that English is their second and not so great language. It's just the whole plot moves so slowly as well. And this is a thing about 80s movies and before, of course. But we we watched it and eventually the kids got into it. But it's it's just a silliness movie. The, the plot is that there's this boy who's bullied and doesn't have any confidence. And he ends up stealing this book from he's being chased by bullies and he ducks into this place that's a bookshop and he loves to read and the, the, the bookshop owner says is reading a, a, a book and, and he says what is that you're reading he said this is not for children this is this is more than just a normal book this is not Moby Dick this is blah 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 and so the, the kid is interested and he ends up stealing the book and running away with it and reading it and they do this thing where occasionally it cuts back from the story that the book that the boy is reading to the boy who's reading it and it's it's fairly cleverly done in that way the actual fans, fantasy world is clunky, but again, it's, it's early 80s. Yeah. Um, but the premise of the mm-hmm. story is mm-hmm. a real mindfuck. And my, my kids didn't really get it. They got close. But like in the end, the characters say, oh, what we need is for the earthling boy that is observing us to to give a name, a new name to the princess or whatever. And mm. and the boy's like, they're not talking about me. And then he's, he's reading and it, and it says his name and he's, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and, yeah, two and, worlds, two worlds <clears throat> communicating. And, but then they say, you know, we here are being observed by this boy and that boy is being observed by other people. So like it draws the audience of the movie into the story. You know, and of course you get that whole sense of, well, who is observing us here watching the movie? Like if right. you're in the, if you're in that mind space, it, it could be super like whoa, right. multi-dimensional. And it goes, it's crazy how many of the top minds of our present are convinced that our world is a simulation being run on some computer somewhere. It's just like yeah. And back in the the are you familiar with the argument of why that is most likely true? No. The argument goes. Uh, if you can presuppose that eventually we're going to have computers that are capable of simulating, if you can buy into the fact that eventually we're going to have computers that are capable of simulating what it feels like to be in this world, and given the trajectory of VR, etc., that's not so hard to imagine, and you know how fast computers are advancing. If you take that as a given, then the argument goes, what's the... So if that's going to happen, then there are going to be billions of worlds simulated right in the future and right. but there's only one real one and so the chance as that we happen know. to be in the real one is so slim that chances are we're in one of the simulations and it's the assumption that in no matter which uh world you're in it feels real right. it feels real it's like the matrix it's yeah right so so that's isn't that the basis of the decrapio move to 
Leonardo DiCaprio movie. DiCaprio? In, what did I say? I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio. Too many beers in it. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. There's basketball and fucking football in my future. That's all I want to do. I want to just watch sports. Talking about Inception, I think. <laughs> yes. What is it? Inception is maybe the movie. Inception, that's yeah. it. But that's, that's, that's it, about yes. dream world and also, yes, Ideas that's not about and, simulation, but about whether or not this is the real world or this is just someone's imagination. So, yeah, there's that. When I was a young father, I would develop the stories with my girls that my daughter that was about a little girl who, who when she drew pictures on a piece of paper and she touched them, they came to life. Nice. And um, like you'd draw a staircase and the staircase would come to life and you'd walk up the staircase and then on and on. And it's along, it's along those lines. It was, I can't wait to be able to tell my grandkids that story when they reach that age of being able to understand that you're just spreading lies <laughs> it's, like... it's fake news <laughs> it's fake news oh god that thing you sent me with Trump dancing is just it is so hilarious what's the title I can't stop laughing no that was that, no that's just what some someone tweeted somebody said I will share that from... in the show notes at happyhour.fm and you know what happened when, when we joined screens I don't know how I did it because, of course, I don't have any technical skill, but I didn't shut it off. So as you were coming on, I couldn't hear anything coming from you because being into my headphones was him dancing. I could see it, but hear the music. And then I, I think it, you, you did something on your end, I think, to stop that. It felt like it because I didn't do anything and it just ended. And yeah. then there was your voice. Maybe it's just that you spoke. Yeah, I said, hey, Dennis, look at me. It was, And I'm like, I'm like oh, who is this? Oh, oh yeah, hey, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's such a catchy tune. Such a catchy tune. It's very funny. So thank you for that. I didn't uh, see the Robert Shaw thing. I meant to. I and ran out of time. Minutes. But is it really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, didn't watch it I thought it might be. I'll yeah. listen to it over the over the little break here. I heard from my uh, good friend down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who said things are not much different there on the, on the justice front where I work. And, and so just thinking of you. It was so sweet. And uh, he sent me... Two years in a row, these CDs that he burns of every imaginable genre of holiday music. Huh? And it's just mix after mix. He sends them in a CD platform. And it's just fabulous to go through the whole season. And he's just so, what a nice man right. to, to do that, to send that to his friends every year and to remember to thank you for being a pal on Thanksgiving. It's just so touching. Yeah. I'm going to do some reaching out in the next couple of days and just take a break from my fucking lists. Lists of fucking lists. I'm just so busy. COVID-19, notwithstanding. <clears throat> Boom, got to do this and this. Just take a breath. So I saw, I saw a joke earlier. said, my stoner friend took my to-do list and he rolled it into a joint. And he got high on my list of priorities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's clever. That's yeah. clever. You know. <laughs> oh, a little play on words. I love those little puns. Exactly. They're so funny. We've heard so many of them. I, I can't remember a joke for the for the life of me. Uh, oh, I I watch some comedy. So hey. I watch it. Oh, so speaking of watching. 
about the fucking uh, undoing. That's what I was gonna say. Let's start. We are, we are currently the hammer. We are currently. Well, jump right into the spoiler. We are currently five episodes in, and you think there are six episodes in total? Yes, that's it. Finale this Sunday. Wow, what a great. Okay, the first episode, I have to say, I got close to 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 turning it off because it's had, and I know you're a big fan of Big Little Lies, but oh what? Oh Big Little Lies. But it had this sense of rich white women with their rich white women problems at the beginning, where they were having this meeting where they're going, where their kids are going to this super preppy paved yeah, school, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, oh, this is so. But not um, knowing, of course, that the baby that was being well of course of course, of course. Yes. The the, so the then and i think this is this same formula that big little lies took was at the end of the first episode there was a murder i think that's the, what the first episode of big little lies was yeah so in the same way let's see very early on went backwards from me i don't know i no, I, no, that's, I, I didn't watch much of big little lies but uh oh, God, i loved it that but this great. this show ended where the stakes got raised because something happened and it's only gotten better. Like the, the first episode was meh, but every episode oh, is just cranking up. I thought the classiness of it was notable, but Kidman, the, the chemistry between the actors uh, yeah. was astounding. And Nicole Kidman's, those glances between the what would end up being the, the gorgeous victim right. with the child who was breastfeeding at the meeting and her provocative uh, gown at the meeting and how the men swarmed around her right. and she kissed Kidman in the elevator. But here's check this. If they don't close this issue in the finale, you're gonna hear me fucking rail about it. There is no doubt, I think you'll agree, that uh, Grace posed for is it Elena? Yeah. Uh, Eleanor. Posed for her. That painting right. that those detectives showed on their phone there is a moment where you're absolutely clear that kid that Grace is posing. Right. In that, am I correct in that? You did you that not hit you? You don't remember? No, I remember the the portrait, but I don't know. It feels like everyone, every single character is lying, right? About something. There's something untruthful about every single character. Which and, so. And here's the thing about now, Donald Sutherland. I sent you this thing, and you missed it. You're probably too busy, but I sent you this article about the first episode that had to lay out the characters and the actors, and it introduced Donald Sutherland's character first, and or, or sorry, in the opening paragraph or so, they introduced Donald Sutherland's character, the father, and referred to Donald Sutherland, blah 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 blah, playing the role of Grace's mother. What? I sent this to you, and I wrote a note to you that said this is probably the most difficult role. Ever for Donald Sutherland. You did it. Well, you. <laughs> I was disappointed. I thought I would grab you with that. You um, might have mistyped my email address on that one. The. It's. I don't know. No, it wasn't a mistype. That you're automatic. Your caricature. It, it's right there. Yeah. So that's the problem with these whodunit series, is you're necessarily limited to one season unless you pull some crazy shit and have one of these, oh, you think you caught me, but you don't know who I'm really working for, uh, bullshit moves. So so let's lay bets. Let's lay bets. How much you want to bet? Who your choice? Don't tell me your choice. 
but tell me how much you want to bet that, that who did it. You name the you name the amount. Oh, I'm not sure at all. <laughs> so no, nothing you'd bet on. I'll bet your your theory. You, I'm going to bet you that it's Donald Sutherland, and you, we can bet that I'm wrong. Okay. You can you that's your position. You don't have to say who you think it is. You just have to say that I'm wrong. I'll Everyone bet you seems... twenty bucks. I'll bet you twenty bucks that it's Donald Sutherland. Will you take that bet? I take a bet that it's not. Yeah, sure, I'll take that. Although I think you very well may be right, but the fact it's that there's so much bucks. doubt in the air—it's worth twenty bucks to find out. Because if you don't take this bet, you'll never know. Because I could—I can stop you ever from saying it. I'm in cahoots with China. I knew you were—I knew you had some extra power somewhere. That makes a lot of oh, sense. Oh man, are you kidding me? We're so connected. The, they. But it is a pretty good show, but I don't know. It can't possibly go on past. No, it's – and it there are aspects of it that, along with your view that it's this upper-crust women with the temerity of, of calling out how the school that they're raising money for in the fundraiser is for diversity. You know, it's like two black people out of 180 people gathered. Everybody just fucking dripping with fucking money. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, I can't really relate to that much. But also, I don't think that Kidman should have done the opening song. It's that she can't sing. She's a powerful voice. We talked before about uh, Milan Rouge, where she's a fabulous singer. But it becomes, in each episode, like too much Nicole Kidman. It's like, Nicole, let somebody else sing. You know? I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. that was like a flavor of it. Hugh Grant does an astounding job. It's, it's, it's frankly more interesting to me. His acting is much more interesting to me than anybody else in this in this short-term series. Although Henry is fast becoming uh, astounding in in what's happening. I can't wait for what, what happens with him. But here's the thing. I can't picture any of those characters other than the old man bashing in somebody's face. And what he was bashing in was every woman yes. he cheated with against his wife. Yes. yes. And his unbelievable mm. and candid speech to the head of the Reardon School where he said... You will not make me be a prick. You don't know because trouble. Because right. you won't believe, and, and you just know, in Donald Sutherland's uh, uh, most camera-friendly film, know that it's absolutely treacherous to, 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 to go against him. He yeah. made me say, I won't. I, you get what you want, man. It's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, the finale. I have, you said you didn't or couldn't watch all of Roadkill, the Hugh Laurie BBC. Oh, I did, yeah, I, and I fell asleep during the first one. Yeah. And because it's on public television, they don't like Yeah, you repeat. can't stream it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that I, I could somewhere, but. I, I just want to say I've watched, apparently there's only four of those, and I've watched them all. And, meh, like, they leave it. They leave it in a place that there's just there's not a lot of conclusion. So it didn't. It did seem to me that it wasn't enough. It certainly wasn't fucking riveting, which I had hoped for. Sure. But at my age at nine o'clock at night, it better be fucking riveting. Because I'm laying on the fucking couch. But well, I, I, I did want to give a quick shout out the 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 undoing that rich white people with their school with wanting diversity reminded me of this excellent podcast called Nice White Parents. By WNYC, I think it. I think it is, and they they did this sort of in-depth look of what's it's how well-meaning 
white parents when choosing schools in Manhattan or Brooklyn or whatever, how they how they managed to fuck everything up for everybody. And hmm. the it's a sort of a thing that the liberals are really cool are really cool with and the conservatives are like, What do you mean? Just because we want to send our kids to the best schools, that means that we're the devil. Which is it's much more nuanced than that. But anyway, yeah. if anyone listening to this likes podcasts with a sort of liberal bent, this was made by the people that made serials the best pod, the most popular podcast ever. So recommend that. There will be a link in the show notes. So. Well, I was anticipating not only the begin the basketball season, which tonight is Michigan State. It's open against Eastern. as Tom Izzo is quarantined from testing positive, the coach, and is quarantined. So interesting opening and their decision to, for the first time ever, hold the NCAA tournament. All no regions, everything at one place, everything <laughs> at one place, and likely Indianapolis, which has got the capability uh, to handle it. But unlike football, you're not in a bubble. There's actually not the, the kind of protection. But it's fascinating. But the other thing I'm looking forward to was the beginning of the series. Billionaires is about to be released again. I thought December 1, because I know they've been shooting. Uh, and also, Succession is much better than Billionaires. Billionaires has got a, a weird vibe to it that I don't, I don't know. It's They don't how seem many, committed to the, they don't seem committed to, I don't know what the deal is. How many seasons of Succession but, have there been? Oh, God. Uh, three? Yeah, I watched the first one, and... Enjoyed Ryan it very Cox much. is is unbelievable. He's un fucking believable. The whole thing is very very well done, and they're it's it's believable. There are two seasons. Two. So, so far, there are two seasons oh. with twenty episodes. But if but I oh, okay. uh, but if a third a season is season. coming, then when December one. I think I only watched the first season because I watched it back when there only was one, and episodes. It doesn't say on Wikipedia. Oh, if you have a uh, word that there's another one, then, then then great. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good joke. So tell me another joke. So also to totally date this recording, not only did Trump just pardon Flynn, but Diego Maradona just died today. He's the Argentinian uh, soccer whiz. That you know he's up there with Ben. Died uh, at the age of sixty, only. But he was a boozer, and and I don't know. He had a he had a heart attack at home, I think. All right, you want another joke? Yeah. First of all, let's take it down to a sad note. What did Kermit the Frog say at Jim Henson's funeral? I have no idea. Nothing. <laughs> Isn't that fucking terrible? <laughs> Oh Lord, <laughs> that, is, that is dark. Funny. <laughs> I told you it was dark. <laughs> but dark. Oh Lord. Right, here's, yes. here's a little one for you. A uh, little one. So on his 74th birthday, a man got a gift certificate from his wife. The certificate paid for a visit to a medicine man living in a nearby reservation. It was rumored to have a wonderful cure for erectile dysfunction. After being persuaded, he drove to the reservation, handed his ticket to the medicine man, and wondered what he was in for. The medicine man slowly and methodically produced a potion, handed it to him, and, with a grip on his shoulder, warned him, this is powerful medicine. It must be respected. You can only take one teaspoonful and then say one, two, three. And when you do that, you will become manlier than you have ever been in your life, and you can perform as long as you want. The old man was encouraged, and as he walked away, he turned and asked, how do I stop the medicine from working? And the medicine man said, your partner must say one, two, three, four. 
huge money. But when she does, the medicine will not work again for the ne- until the next full moon. The old man was very eager to see if this worked, so he went home and showered and shaved and took a spoonful of the medicine, invited his wife to join him in the bedroom, and when she came in, he took off his clothes and said, one, two, three. Immediately, he was the manliest of men. His wife was excited and began throwing off her clothes. And she said, what was the one, two, three for? <laughs> and that, boys and girls, is why we should never end our sentences with a preposition. <laughs> because we could end up with a dangling participle. <laughs> Back to Greg Norman, dog man and stick. Uh, I realized he was married. On that. I didn't realize we're he was married to, on that. to Chris Everett for a while. Uh, hey man, I appreciate you. I love I'm you, thankful man. for you. You it's have a good turkey day. Been a good. We're, hey, so Popeyes sells a Cajun deep fried turkey. Check it out, thirty-eight bucks. Popeyes, Louisiana, does a Cajun deep fried fucking turkey. Are you kidding me? I want one of those. Thirty-eight bucks. Next time, but the Popeyes here it wasn't on the menu. That sucks. Maybe gotta eat yeah. some spinach or something. Whatever. I got. I'm I'm cooking up uh, <laughs> turkey thighs today. Turkey thighs and then turkey breast tomorrow. The turkey thighs, there's they're so big that I have to put them in a turkey pan. They were so big that the butcher said, "Oh my God, I thought they were breasts," and in fact they're thighs. I said, "No, man, those are the biggest." Th-. He says. Those are the biggest thighs I've ever seen. So I'm cooking those up tonight as your precursor to Thanksgiving. And then tomorrow I'm doing the breasts. So you walked into the butcher and the man said, those are the biggest thighs I've ever seen. Yes. And you said, and I said, really? What do you think about breasts? And that's how it all began. That's how the first Thanksgiving happened. The, yeah. the, Native, the, Native, the Native Americans walked out of the maize field. Oh, good night, my friend. Good night, Dennis. Have a lovely Thanksgiving. Have a lovely. See you next time. That does it for episode number 86. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 086. Dennis and I are very thankful for all of you for listening, especially those of you that go to patreon.com slash happy hour and buy us around. We always love that. And we hope you have a lovely holiday season. See you next week.